God, your power. God, your guidance. Your direction, oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Feel God's wonderful presence. If you have a Bible tonight, let's turn to the book of Nehemiah. Book of Nehemiah, chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2 and beginning at verse, beginning at verse 20. Then answered I, then answered I them and said unto them, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, no right, no memorial in Jerusalem. And at, by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to, I want to talk about it's time to get up and build. Yeah. It's time to get up and build. I like that. You can be seated tonight. Praise God. Here in this uh, chapter, you read where uh, Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a desire to, to go back home and to begin to fill things up as he heard um, how things were back in Jerusalem, how things had been torn down and, and burnt down. And when he appeared before the king, the king knew um, that something was troubling Nehemiah because it was, it was unusual for him to, to be the way that he was. His countenance was falling and as he began to talk, he begins to tell the king what had, what it, things was like back at home. So the king gave him leave to go back and to rebuild things. It's a good thing when people make it up in their mind that they're going to build some things yeah. for God. Yeah. That they're going to allow God to use them where they are grieved when things aren't the way that God desires for them to be. It's a good thing when people allow God to move upon their hearts and, and begin to speak to their minds and begins to motivate them to be about his work and to be about his business. And the Bible says that when Nehemiah got back, there were those that weren't too happy about what he was getting ready to do. Um, the Bible tells us that there were those by the name of uh, Sambalad and Tobiah that the word tells us that it grieved them that a man came um, and that this man, that he wasn't concerned about his own welfare. There's a lot of people that they're concerned about their own necks. Hear that? They're concerned about what benefits them. They're concerned about what's going to prosper them, what's going to move them ahead. And if it don't prosper them and if it ain't going to benefit them in any kind of way, then they don't want anything to do with it. But I got to understand tonight that when I put my hands to the work of God, it may not bring me some monetary uh, gain. And you know what? That doesn't matter and it's not going to accomplish much. But I know one thing that the scripture tells me that when I get involved with God's work, that I'm laying up treasures in heaven. And you know what? 
That's the only thing that's going to matter when it's all said and done. It ain't going to matter how big your bank account is. It ain't going to matter what kind of car you drive. It ain't going to matter whether you have a house on the hill. It ain't going to matter what your background was like. All that's going to matter is what you did for God. That's right. For his kingdom. Oh, that's right. You can be seated tonight. Yeah. All right. You know, if we're not careful, we can get a real snobbish attitude about us. We can begin to look down on things and begin to tear things down that don't seem much uh, to the natural and to the carnal eye. And we can begin to look at um, things just because it's not, you know, some big uh, stadium or type deal or, or, you know, we may begin to perceive things as a small and ain't nothing really there. You got to be careful when you have that kind of a mindset and that kind of an attitude because you fall into the wrong boat. You fall into the wrong category. And the Lord told the prophet, he said, tell them, don't despise the day of small things. Because he said, though you be small amongst all that are around you, out of you, he he prophesied it, that the Messiah was going to come out of that small area. You got to be careful when you start looking down your nose at things like there ain't nothing much there. You don't know what God is going to do. You don't know what God is about to perform. I want to have some faith tonight. I want to believe in what God is doing. I want to put my hand to the plow and make it up in my mind that I'm not turning around. That I'm moving forward and I'm going to have the right attitude and spirit in doing it. You can be seated tonight. And so he said there were those that were grieved because one had came and he was concerned about the welfare of the people. He wasn't concerned about himself. He was concerned about building God's work and putting things back together and putting things back in line and in order so that God's promises could come to pass. I want God's promises to come to pass in my life. I want God's promises to come to pass in this town. If we're in it for anything else, honey, you're here for the wrong thing. It's about God. It's about what God wants to do in people's lives. Who am I to think that I'm bigger than the work of God? It's standing in the way of what God wants to do. Honey, God will knock me out of the way and he'll use somebody else to accomplish the work. I want you to know that you're not too big for God. God will remove you and put somebody else there that is thankful and that is grateful and that appreciates what God has done for them. Be seated tonight. So he said that we are going to arise. We are going to build. It's about time that we get up and we start doing the work of God. We start doing what God has called us to do. It's about time that our minds are fixed on the on what God has commissioned us to do. God didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost so that I can sit on a church pew and get goosebumps. God didn't didn't allow me the opportunity to come into the house of the Lord 
so that I can sit and play around and, and do everything else but do what I'm supposed to be here for. And that's to worship and that's to magnify him and that's to be a light unto this lost and dying world. Honey, it ain't time to sit idle in the marketplace. It's time to get up and get my hand to the plow. It's time to knock on somebody's door and tell them that God loves them and that God has a plan. Come on, somebody. This ain't just for certain people to do it. It's for everybody to do it. And certain people ain't just been called to witness. We've all been called and commissioned to bring the gospel. We all have to be seated tonight. Sometimes we can get trapped up and say, well, this person will do it, that person will do it, let them teach that Bible study. You know, certain people are called to knock doors. I don't read that anywhere in the Bible. I read that if you got filled with the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, all of your sins have been parted from what I get from what the Word says, that he has commissioned us all to take this gospel. Come on, he didn't tell us to blend in with what the world is doing. He didn't tell us to blend in with, with what lost family members are doing. He told us to be a light. He told us to be a witness. He told us to be an example. Thank you, Lord. Be seated tonight. Thank you, Lord. So, he said, we are going to arise and we are going to build this thing. We're going to build it. We're going to unite together. He said that they strengthened it. They're, they strengthened their hands. You know, too many people strengthen themselves for the wrong reasons. Too many people bind together for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Too many people come together for to tear things down or to destroy things. The Bible talked about Pilate and Herod. That they was enemies yeah. until it came down to crucifying Jesus Christ. It's amazing the people that will come together just to tear things down Woo. and to speak evil against them. Honey, I don't want to tear things down. I want to put my hand to the work of God and build it up and let God use me. Let God lead me. Let God guide me. Let God direct my path. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, what mind frame do we have if we want to tear it down? If we want to speak evil against it? I ain't got nothing bad to say about the word of God. I ain't got nothing bad, no complaint about the church. It's what saved me. It's what delivered me. It's what brought peace and joy and happiness in my life. And if that ain't the case for some of us, it ain't nothing that's wrong with the church. Something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with my perception. Something's wrong with the way I'm thinking. Something's very wrong. You can be seated tonight. So, I want to build. I want to build. Now, we do know that there are those that will rise. There are opposition. There is uh, bad attitudes, spirits that will arise. Like right now, as I'm speaking, I can feel some opposition in the house tonight. 
I know the devil. You know the devil comes to church, right? Yes, he does. He comes to church. He comes to distract. He comes to steal that seed out of your heart so it won't get down and and begin to get down inside of you so that it can bring forth the right fruit. Yeah, of course he does. And I can feel it tonight. I can feel that there's a little opposition against what's being said tonight. But guess what? Your complaint is not with Brother Lawrence. Right. Your complaint is not with the word. Your complaint is with God. Your complaint is with the word of God that comes forth tonight. Because guess what? God has called us to be witnesses. God has called us to build this thing tonight. God has called us. Listen. God has called us to be an example. God has called us to be a light. God has called us to grab a hold of those that are coming behind us and show them the way. Come on, he didn't call us to distract them and show them the wrong way. He came to show us the right way. Yes, that's right. You can be seated tonight. And so we understand that there are some snakes that will arise and jump up out of the fire as when Paul begin to try to get something started and build something. As that snake jumped out of that, that fire and fastened on his, on his hand. But you know what? Paul didn't let that affect him. Right. Paul didn't, you know what? I don't, we need not to let the negativity affect us. Right. We need not to let the negativity distract us. We need not to be concerned about what everybody else is saying. We shouldn't be concerned about what everybody else is doing. Let them do whatever they want to do. As for me, I'm going to build the work of God. I'm going to build the house of the Lord. Come on, each and every service, I want to make it up in my mind. I want to build the things of God. I don't want to tear it down. I don't want to speak against it. I want to build it. I want to help build it. I want to labor with my brothers and sisters in the Lord as we win this city by the glory of Jesus Christ. You can be seated tonight. Because I'm going to tell you, there are those that don't like what is happening here tonight, believe it or not. There are people that don't like that we preach. Acts 2.38, John 3.5. They don't like that we preach that there's only one God, that that one God's name is Jesus. They don't like it. I'm going to tell you something. The devil doesn't like it. The devil doesn't like it. He don't want nothing to do with Jesus. He don't want to hear about him. He don't want you to proclaim it. And there are people all over this world, they, they proclaim that they love God and that they, they, they believe in God and they believe in the word of God, but, but they denounce the name of Jesus. Right. They denounce it. I was just speaking with a, a young lady last week, and this young lady has some problems. She has some very serious problems. And... I begin to talk to this young lady and begin to tell her how that she needs the Holy Ghost. Yes. And that how Jesus can change her life. 
And this young lady rose up, and she didn't want to hear nothing about Jesus. And she began to talk about how she doesn't believe in Jesus. And I had to tell this young lady, you're going to have a real hard time overcoming what has you bound, and you don't believe in Jesus. You're going to have a hard time overcoming that. You're going to have a hard time being set free if you don't believe in Jesus. Honey, you're going to have to believe. You, You can't just believe generically when it comes down to being delivered and set free. You got to believe in the only one that can set you free. I want you to know that the televangelist can't set you free. I want you to know Bishop so-and-so can't set you free. Honey, Jesus can set you free. Jesus can deliver you. Jesus can transform your life for the good. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to lift up Jesus. Yeah. Come on, I ain't lifting up the, I'm not lifting up Oprah. I'm not lifting up Dr. Phil. I'm not lifting up the leaders of this world. I'm lifting up Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can change your life for the good. You can be seated tonight. And so, I want to build. I'm not just building for myself, for the benefit of me. I want to build for my family. I want to build for people that we're going to come in contact with out in the grocery stores, out in the community. We got to make it up in our minds that not only do we want to be saved, but we want our families to be saved. When you begin to think about your family, begin to think about your children, I promise you, foolishness doesn't matter any longer. Disagreements don't matter. Petty things, you're not even concerned about it. Things that will not accomplish and will not amount to anything don't matter anymore. You don't have time to get caught up in those things, right. as you realize there's something a whole lot more important than that. The Bible says that God, God made it up in his mind that he was going to destroy the world by a flood because it was so wicked. Everything that mankind thought, everything that they thought up, it was just, it was just wicked. And the Bible says that there was one man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That man was Noah. I don't know about anybody else, but I want some grace. When God looks down upon me, I want him to look down on me, and I want some grace to be extended to me. The Bible says that God began to reveal to Noah that he was going to destroy the world by a flood. And the word tells us that Noah, being warned of God, it's a good thing when God gives you some insight on things. It's a good thing when God warns you. Do you know that God will warn you? Yeah. Do you know that if you, that book that everybody thinks that it's a waste of time, that they ignore, that they leave on the shelf and it collects dust, don't you know if you open up that book, it'll warn you of some things? 
It'll save you from some things. It'll save you from some heartache. It'll save you from pain. More importantly, it'll save you from eternal damnation. Come on, somebody. I want to grab a hold of God's word tonight. I want to get it down into my heart. It ain't dull. It ain't boring. It ain't stale. It ain't old-fashioned. It's alive. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It will deliver you. It will set you free. It will save you from some things. You can be seated tonight. Oftentimes, I sit down. And I read God's word and I I wish that I would have read it a whole lot sooner. It would have saved some wasted time. It would have saved me from spending time on some things and giving myself, giving emotions over the things that only built me up and let me down. God's word, if you grab a hold of it. God will give you the insight on some things. And he began to warn Noah. And Noah, the Bible says, he moved with fear yeah. that he built an ark saving him his household. He saved his family because he heard God's word. He didn't question it. He didn't let what the negative opinions of everybody else was saying. He didn't let people's beliefs and ideas and and their perception of things affect him. All Noah knew is that God told me this and I'm going to do it. I believe God. You know, it's better to believe God than to believe the opinions of everybody else. It's a whole lot better to obey God than to obey man. It's a whole lot better to just take God at his word. God said it. I know I ain't never seen it on this magnitude before, but God said it, so it's going to happen. It's going to come to pass, so I'm going to build. I'm going to build because I believe in what God's word says. I believe in it. You can be seated tonight. Thank you. People that don't build, the truth is, really don't believe. Really don't believe. Too many people are trying to, too many people are trying to build their lives down here. Too many people are trying to, are concerned about this life. Yeah. They want to build their career. They want to build their bank accounts. Okay? They want to build everything that the Bible tells us is going to fade away. Right. It's going to pass. Yep. It's all going to fade away. It's not going to last. The word tells us we have not a continuing city here. This world is going to fade. It's going to burn with a fervent heat. It's going to. It's going to happen. Whether I've lost faith in it, the word of God, or not, it don't matter. That's not going to change God's word. That's what it said. That's what's going to happen. It's going to pass away. And too many people are concerned about this life. Too many people are concerned about their own comfort. Too many people have their feet propped up, laid back, sipping lemonade, iced tea, whatever they prefer. While God's house, while his kingdom is in need of being rebuilt, built, bringing people in, 
helping people to understand the word of God. Being about our father's business. That's what we're called to do, right? The prophet spoke to him. He said the time they were supposed to be building. And the prophet had to speak to him as the word came to me. He said, is this a time for you to dwell in your sealed houses? He said, while this house lay desolate. And he was talking about the Lord's house. Yes. That's what they were supposed to be about. They were supposed to be about God's work. But they was about their own thing. It was about what benefited them. Somehow, I don't know what happened. Maybe they got tired of building. Maybe they lost faith in what they was doing. Maybe negative people got in their ears and stopped them from building. Maybe they got connected with some people that were ungodly and unrighteous and stopped them from building. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was some negative and lost relatives that caused them to stop building. But they were so comfortable. They were so content with their own and what they had. That they didn't have a desire to continue to build God's house. I want to have a desire to build God's house. Yeah. I don't want, you know what? I heard a long time ago somebody said it to me. And um, they said, you, you, they say, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we can want the blessings of the Lord without the sacrifice. People want God's blessings. They want God to bless them, but they don't want to do nothing concerning the work of God. Oh, open up the windows of heaven. Pour down a blessing that I don't have room to they don't want to do nothing for God. Hey, we got a Bible study to teach. Okay, somebody else will do that. Hey, outreach. Nowhere to be found. They want God to shower down blessings upon them. You know what? This ain't about me. This ain't about what I can get from God. This ain't, listen, God, if he don't give me another thing, he's already yes. gave me more than enough. Yes. Come on, and I ain't talking about money. I ain't talking about houses. I ain't talking about cars. Honey, he washed away my sins. As far as the east is from the west. And on top of that, he filled me with this Holy Ghost. He ain't got to do another thing for me. He's already done enough. He's already done enough. I know some people got a hard time believing that. But guess what? The Holy Ghost is more important than money. The Holy Ghost is more important than status. The Holy Ghost is more important than being accepted. It's a whole lot more greater value than those things. A whole lot more important. It's going to take you a whole lot further. You can be seated tonight. And so, if there's anything that I want to do tonight, I want to come in here and I want God to strengthen me so that I can work for him another day. Come on, I don't want to get in here, come in and be strengthened so I can do my own thing. I want to do God's thing. God renew me so that I can stand one more day, so that I can tell somebody about your truth, so that I can. A 
Oh, come on, somebody. Make it up in your mind that I'm going to work for God. Make it up in your mind that I'm going to have a desire to do the work of God. Let us remain standing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. You know what? If we're not careful, we can become so dumbed down in the world, entertainment, things that we take in with our ears, things that we take in with our eyes, media. We're not careful. And guess what? Somebody say, oh, Brother Lewis, you're just saying that because that's the thing to say. No, I'm saying it because I've been there. I've experienced it. I've experienced it for myself. You can, you can argue all you want, but you can't argue with somebody that has experienced it and know it to be true. These things will dumb you down. Things that you hear on the job over and over again. Oh, yeah. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself being pulled into those filthy conversations. That's right. These things will dumb you down to where Nehemiah's, Nehemiah, read it. But the Bible says that he was, his countenance was falling as he heard what the condition of things was and how that people were left vulnerable, just open to any and everything. And his heart, he was grieved inside because of it. And when I read that, I see Jesus Christ in that because we, our lives was torn apart. We were a wreck. We were a mess. Everything was in shambles. He came down, not for his own benefit, but for ours. For ours. He said, didn't he say, he said, I didn't come to be ministered to. He said, I come to minister yes. and be a ransom for many. I'm thankful he came for me. Yes. I'm, I'm thankful he came seeking my benefit. Yes. Oh, I'm good. thankful for it tonight. I wouldn't be here. And you know, it should bother us when we see people on the job. Lives are torn apart, and we know what to fix them. We know what they need. It should bother us. But you know what? If we continue to allow the things of this world to just bombard us, that'll fade away. It'll fade away. And the only thing we're concerned about is us. The only thing we can, we'll have the mind and the attitude, that ain't me, and we'll go on about our way. No, we should relate to that because that once was us. And if somebody didn't come to us, we would still be in that condition. We will still be in that state. Matter of fact, we might be lost for eternity. We probably wouldn't even be here. And so I want to make it up in my mind tonight that I'm going to strengthen. I'm going to get up. I'm going to arise. And I'm going to build 
I'm going to begin to do what God has called us to do. God has called us to be a light. He's called us to be a witness. He's called us to be an example. I want to be that example. I want people to see Jesus. This thing works tonight. Yes. It works tonight. Yes. Somebody needs to make it up in their mind that this thing works tonight. In building, there's always going to be opposition. Yep. Always going to be people that rise up. Might want to be careful because you might, opposition just may be next to you. You just got to make sure that that spirit don't get a hold of me. That's right. You got to make sure you maintain the right spirit. That's right. The right attitude. Yes. Because I know that we're a part of something good tonight. Yes. I know that this is a good work tonight. Listen, your job is not a good work. Okay, that thing is going to pass away. And God ain't looking at what your your title was on your job when it's all said and done. God is going to look at what did you do for my kingdom. What did you do? Whether... It ain't going to matter about your personal feelings. It ain't going to matter that you didn't get along with so-and-so. All that's going to matter is what did you do with the resources that I gave you? What did you do with my kingdom? What did you do with what I invested in you? What did you do with it? Did you bury it in the earth? God knows I don't want to take what God has given me and bury it in the world. It's not going to profit me nothing there. And guess what? God is going to have a whole lot to say about it. Ain't taking my talents running running to the world with it. I'm not taking the knowledge that I have invested in the world. I want to invest it in something that's going to build God's kingdom. I want to put it to something that is going to be of great use, great yes. value. Let's lift up our hands and let's call Thank upon the name Lord, of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, Lord God, I worship you. Lord God, thank you for this truth. Come on, somebody. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank thee, oh, Lord. For Come on, somebody. What, what has caused you to you stop being oh, a part of God's work? What has what is caused you to stop being concerned oh, about the work of God, God and being concerned God. about people that are around you that you know that are lost and that they need this? What has stopped you? Come on, you got to make it up in your mind that I'm going to continue to build. Come on, I'm going to continue to build. There are young people. There are young people that need the Holy Ghost. There are young people that need to know that they can make it. They can make it. They don't have to end up like every other person on the street corner. That God can change their lives. Come on, somebody, make it up in your mind. I'm going to build. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to teach that Bible study. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to knock that door. Come on, somebody. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to pray for that young person. Make it up in your mind that I'm going to be about my father's business. Too many times we get caught up in our own business. Too many times we get caught up in what's going to benefit me, what's going to benefit us. And we forget about our father's business. 
Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Oh, yeah. Call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, I can't let this world dumb me down. Come on, I can't allow media and so many other things to wrap up my mind that I forget what I've been called to do. That I forget that I'm supposed to be a child of light, not of the dark. That I forget that I'm different. I've been changed. I'm supposed to be a light that is shining in a dark place. Somebody lift up your voice tonight. This altar is open. Somebody come with your heart. Lift it with your hands. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Come calling upon the name of the Lord. Come on, don't come. We don't need to come casually or nonchalant or go through the motions. We need to ask God to revive us, renew us, help us to recommit ourselves tonight to your work. If we're not careful, this world will rock us to sleep, cause us to begin to go with the flow. But I don't want to go with the flow. I don't want to lose sight of what I've been called to do. I want to have a burden. I want to have a burden for the lost. Come on, I want to learn how to cry tears over the lost. I want to learn how to plead the blood of Jesus over the lost. Come on, I can't get caught up in my own business, my own agenda. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to build. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to strengthen myself and I'm going to build God's work. I'm not going to leave it for other people to do it, but I'm going to get involved with it. I'm going to be actively involved with the work of God. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Ask God to fill your heart with a desire to be about his work, to be fully committed to his work. Get 
you can use anything, Lord, you can use. 